Thank you for tuning in to Far Better, where we look to be pleasing to God in this life, so our eternity is far better. I'm your host, Michael Clark, and today we're going to talk and close out our study on evangelism by asking the question, what do we need to know in order to imitate the examples of the first century church and the apostles, those who were the very first evangelistic effort in the Lord's church? What, what can we do? How can we do it? And so we're going to discuss five things that we can do in order to be more evangelistic. The first, we cannot be ashamed of the gospel. Now, I don't want to talk about this one too much because it's a podcast at a later date that we're going to be doing together where we're going to dive into this idea of not being ashamed of the gospel as a whole lesson, you know, a whole three-week series type things that we normally do. And I say three weeks, I should say three episodes. But I'm going to just going to, man, I need to learn to talk better. What I'm going to do is I'm going to look at Romans 1.16. And I want you to listen to what Romans 1.16 says, and then I want you to let that just marinate in your mind. I am not ashamed of the gospel of Christ, for it is the power of God to salvation for everyone who believes, for the Jew first and also for the Greek. Paul is writing to the Romans and to those that are at Rome, and he's giving them this opportunity to know that Paul's not ashamed of what he's preaching. He's not ashamed of the message, and neither should they. They don't need to be ashamed of the messages either. So we cannot be ashamed of the gospel. Number two, we've got to imitate that example that the disciples and apostles gave to us. It's a powerful thing to watch how children mimic us and try to do everything that we do I remember as a little boy trying to do everything that I could that my father did. And now with a little boy myself, I see him try to do things that I do because daddy does them. And he wants to be like daddy. As a Christian, I am asked to follow after people's example as well. I'm told first to imitate an example of Christ Jesus and to look at what Jesus did and try to mimic my life like that. But Paul would write in 1 Corinthians 11, 1 and 2 to imitate himself even. Imitate the life of Paul just as I imitate Christ. I need to remember what Jesus did for me. What he did for me. And what he's continuing to do for me. The beautiful thing about following after someone who never sinned and never messed up is you won't be led down the wrong path. Get a bad financial advisor and see how quickly you want to get a different advisor. Make a bad deal once financially. Many times, once we get our head on straight, we realize, I'm not going to do that again. Imitate the example. There are people in this world right now, you've got shows, podcasts even, of people trying to give you a plan that they have perfected. And it will help you if you just do the plan. Dave Ramsey is a great example of this. He's got his total money makeover, and if you will simply follow his plan, he promises you, you can get out of debt. And I believe him. 
having done the plan, having been a part of the plan, you can get out of debt. You can stop making bad financial decisions, but you cannot do it by continuing to imitate the example that you've already laid down. You have to live like Dave says to live. And the phrase goes, live like no one else so that later you can live and give like no one else. I'm asked to do the same thing spiritually. I can try to live my life the way I always have been, but if I'm not living it like Jesus, I'm not having a great life. But if I imitate Christ and the disciples who imitated him, I will be a person who is evangelistic in every outreach he possibly can. You know, how, how difficult really is it to buy a box of cards and address them to the houses surrounding our neighborhood, even just our street? How difficult is that? It's not. But how many of us would be willing to do it? I must imitate the example that the disciples have set before me. Number three, I've got to understand and we need to understand that baptism is the result of preaching the gospel. It is not the only thing that we must be obsessed with. You and I will not get a better seat or mansion in heaven if we have a certain number of tallies in the baptism column. It doesn't make our Christianity better. And it doesn't make someone's worse if they've studied with people and no one has become a Christian as a result of the studying. But I can tell you this much. If you and I refuse to preach the gospel, there's a problem. No one would ever be baptized. But our value has to be put first into the gospel itself. Let me tell you why that's true. Paul wrote this letter to the Corinthians in 1 Corinthians, and he tells them in verses 14 through 17 of chapter 1 that he is glad that he baptized no one except Crispus and Gaius, lest that anyone should say that I'd baptized in my own name, and yes, I also baptized the household of Stephanus. Besides, I do not know whether I baptized any other, for Christ did not send me to baptize, but to preach the gospel, not with wisdom of words, lest the cross of, cross of Christ should be made of no effect. Paul, are you saying that baptism has no value? Now, I'm not saying that. Paul, are you saying that baptism is not the sole focus of your ministry? I am saying that. I am saying that my sole focus of the ministry is this. I want to preach the gospel to as many people as possible. What is the result of preaching the gospel? A study of the parable of the sower would tell us that it is that the seed will fall upon good, bad, and all different types of ground, and it will grow where it is received. You and I understand that if we are hungry, there's two things we need to do. We either need to make our dinner or go purchase our dinner at a restaurant of some kind. But what honest foolishness would it be for us to make dinner or purchase dinner from a pizza place or go to a restaurant and the food gets there and you just stare at it. Are you going to be full? You have to eat the food once it gets there. The preparing of the food 
is one of the most important processes because if you order food and it doesn't come, you can't eat. If you, pre- if you don't prepare food, you won't be able to eat because you have nothing to eat in front of you. Preaching the gospel is the most important part of God's message. It's the most important part. Why? Because no one can be baptized without the gospel. No one knows of their own and on their own studying of regular creeds of man that they need to be baptized for the remission of their sins. They only find that in the gospel message. And I've got to understand that baptism is the result of preaching the gospel. My life, and again, my Christianity, my place in heaven, doesn't become better simply because I baptize every single person I bump into. God will judge a person who baptized tens of thousands of people the same as he'll judge someone who baptized two. Did you preach the gospel? Did you give opportunity in evangelistic effort? Number four, we've got to understand that no one can make it to the Father if we do not preach Jesus. Similarly to what I just said in the last point, we've got to know You've got to know that if I don't preach Jesus, no one can make it to the Father. Why, do, why, why can I say that? In John 14, 6, Jesus said that himself. I'm the way, the truth, and the life, and no one comes to the Father except through me. I find it amazing that when Philip made it to the Ethiopian eunuch, he was reading from Isaiah 53, and he asks him, Do you understand what you're reading? How can I, except some man should guide me? And the Bible tells us in the book of Acts that Philip began to read in Isaiah 53, and he preached to him Jesus from that passage. That's an Old Testament passage that is full of Christ. And at some point in his preaching, Philip got to a portion where he said, except you be born of water and in the Spirit, you can't enter into the kingdom of heaven. And... The Ethiopian eunuch said, See, here is water. What hinders me from being baptized? Really nothing. Only yourself would hinder you. He preached to him Jesus. I am told to do the work of an evangelist, to fulfill my ministry, and I've got to do it by preaching Jesus to people. Any other gospel, any other message that is not full of Jesus Christ and is not full of His saving message is really a waste of our time, spiritually speaking. Now, I love YouTube, and I love getting onto YouTube and finding videos of how to accomplish certain tasks. Problem with my radio in the truck recently, in the last couple of months, and I googled onto YouTube, and then I got onto YouTube and said, how can I fix such and such a problem? And guess what? Somebody had taken the time to make a video of it for me. And so I watched that video and I learned how to fix the problem in my radio, with my, in, my ra- in my truck with the radio. There was nothing spiritual about what I was doing, though. Nothing wrong with reading or watching a video on how to fix something in your truck, but I can't go to that person in that video about how to fix a radio in a truck for spiritual guidance. I can only go to Christ for that. I can only go to His message. Fifth and finally, we're the ones on the boat, but others are sinking. 
we need to throw out the lifeline. We've got to throw out the lifeline. Let me close by giving you just a few more reasons of why evangelism should be a priority from now on. This came from an article in 2012. Number one, evangelism should be a priority because churches tend to obsess inwardly when they fail to move outwardly. So where has your church focus been lately? Has it been on the inward or those without the Lord's body? Number two, evangelism has got to become a priority because churches become content and complacent with transfer growth. You might say, we just gained 20 new members because that other church closed down. But that's just a membership transfer. That's not growth. We can't be content with those who are already Christians being a part of the church here. We need to help those who aren't Christians. Number three, and finally, because evangelistic Christians actually grow stronger as better discipled Christians. Those who are evangelistic are obedient to Christ, and being obedient to Christ means that we are following His teachings and become a better fruit-bearing disciple, and you and I can be more evangelistic. You remember the statistic I gave in the very beginning episode of this week's lesson? The very first episode. I stated that over the last three years, we lost 58,000 Christians and 336 churches are you next is your congregation next I hope not your life will be far better if both you and the church where you attend become as evangelistic as possible and not just your life being far better, but also all of the lives in the community where you live will become far better than they already are. Naked and you clothed me, sick and you visited me. Inasmuch as you did these things to others, you did it to Jesus. And when you didn't do it to others, it's as if you did it not to Christ. I want you and I want myself to have a far better Christianity in this life than we even have at this moment. And we can do it, especially when it comes to being evangelistic. I want to thank you for tuning in this week. Next week, we're going to talk about benevolence. And we're going to look at how our church can be better with benevolence. Until then... I hope we all please God now, so our eternity is far better.